0: Will we ever see a third entry in the popular series from Valve Left for Dead? The answer is probably not, but heading into 2021, one of the higher profile games expected to release this year is Back for Blood from Turtle Rock Studios, and if you don't know anything about the game, it's the spiritual successor to Left for Dead, the fantastic co-op survival shooter published by Valve and created by Turtle Rock Studios just before they were acquired way back in 2008. Founded in 2002 with just six people, the team at Turtle Rock gained mainstream attention with their zombie shooter Left 4 Dead, and as of today, it has blossomed to over 126 employees based on their LinkedIn. Now, despite a somewhat inconsistent portfolio since their inception in 2002, if there is one game that Turtle Rock could hang their hat on, it would be the co op zombie shooting of Left 4 Dead. Although, With over a decade since the last mainline entry in the series, the big question is do enough people still want it? This week on the Video Games Podcast, we try to find out. It's no secret that the fever pitch for zombies was near an all-time high at the turn of the last decade. In the movie world, the phenomenon started to gain traction around 2002 with 28 Days Later by Danny Boyle which would make over $82 million on a very small budget of just around $8 million. and This would open the door for the following years to come for movies like Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead to become critical successes and commercial successes and as the final domino would fall. We would see the mainstream fully embrace zombies with massive box office results for titles like Zombieland in 2009 with over 100 million in sales, and World War Z in 2013 with over $540 million in sales. In the TV landscape, one of the biggest shows from the past decade was The Walking Dead, that began in 2010, and it has produced 10 seasons, two spin offs, and at the height of its popularity, drew in more than 10 million viewers per episode. Now, this obviously began as the comic series that started just at the start of the popularity of Zombies in 2003. Finally, in gaming, things take a little longer to develop than TV and movies so a fast follow on the success of zombies in film and TV isn't quite as easy. Now Left 4 Dead being released in 2008 happened right at the perfect time when people were hungry for more zombie content. Treyarch also released a secret zombie mode in Call of Duty World at War in late 2008 which is still an integral part of Call of Duty to this day. Even in the following years, many other companies would continue to put zombies in their games including Rockstar with their expansion to Red Dead Redemption with Undead Nightmare in 2010. Fans and myself are still holding our collective breaths for Rockstar to deliver an Undead Nightmare sequel set in the Red Dead Redemption 2 world, although the studio does seem focused on Red Dead Online and GTA Online. Other notable zombie-centric games included the anticipated Ubisoft Wii U launch title Zombie U. We also had State of Decay in 2013 and even The Last of Us in 2013 from Naughty Dog. However, people seem to be getting exhausted from the oversaturation that happened with the zombie phenomenon. Walking Dead is now a shell of what this series used to be, drawing in a crowd of about a quarter of the size of its all-time highs. Now, this fatigue and exhaustion of zombies transfers to gaming as well. If a new game is focused around zombies, it gets criticized for using a very old and tired idea leaving it with an even greater expectation to overcome, bringing to mind Days Gone. Even before its release, the narrative was that it was using tired ideas. This is where my concern for Back for Blood stems from. Left for Dead was a critical and commercial success, and the issue is that that success of the series is over a decade old and gaming has evolved. Now, Using Google search trends, we can see that the popularity of Left 4 Dead was at its highest point in 2009 one year after the release of the first game and the same year as the sequel was released. Now since then, it's obviously been on a constant downward slope with the highest being around 10% of that level at the end of 2020. This makes sense as Back for Blood was revealed at the Game Awards in early December 2020 and quickly followed up with a closed alpha in the second half of the month. The concern is that even with an announcement at the Game Awards, which according to their Instagram drew in a record 83 million live streams worldwide, Left 4 Dead 4 was still only trending at around 10% of its peak of popularity, and is 10% enough? Now, even when using trends to see the popularity of Zombie, we can also see another downward slide as well from its most popular time at the beginning of 2012. The term zombie is now trending less than half at 44% at the start of 2021. Now, not being completely oblivious, Turtle Rock is aware of the fatigue and they said at some point, you're kind of tired of it and so we've really wanted to fight against that said Chris Ashton, Turtle Rock co-founder. If the primary concern is that people are just tired of zombies in 2021, then a very close second concern is the history of Turtle Rock Studios. The studio is most known for Counter-Strike Source in 2004, Left 4 Dead in 2008, and Evolve in 2015. This means that since the studio was formed in 2002, Turtle Rock has only three titles that would be classified as mainstream successful. To put it lightly and use the words of Jay-Z from his song Takeover that was directed at Nas, that kind of success rate is not great. Left 4 Dead 4 was a great game that had fantastic co-op and an addicting gameplay loop. Left 4 Dead 4 wasn't perfect though as it drew criticisms for its lack of narrative, something that would also be raised when discussing Evolve. Counter-Strike Source was almost a guaranteed success as fans of that series usually port from one version to the next. However, their crown jewel, Left 4 Dead, was a great original IP, and after their departure from Valve, they partnered up with Take-Two for the development of Evolve. Evolve could be considered a success on the commercial level as it did manage to sell quite well initially, according to GameSpot, as Evolve sold around 2.5 million copies across all platforms within just a few months. Even Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick claimed that Evolve was now considered as one of their key long-term franchises alongside Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead, Bioshock, Civilization and Borderlands. However, those comments were made in 2015, well before the fall from grace that happened very quickly with Evolve and I strongly doubt that Mr. Zelnick still feels the same way about Evolve today. Evolve was a fun game for a short while as it lacked depth. The worlds were interesting, the monsters were original, the weapons and mechanics were spot on, as expected from Turtle Rock, especially when enjoyed with a group of close friends. However, the game lacked the same fun factor when played with strangers who weren't communicating. It also struggled in areas that could have kept it going long term, including progression and narrative. Evolve sold well enough, but the dwindling player base and failed free-to-play pivot were the final nails in the coffin. In 2016, just one year after the release of Evolve, Turtle Rock ended support and shut down dedicated servers in 2018. If Back for Blood doesn't have progression figured out properly, or if there isn't enough narrative, then fears do clearly rise about the repeat of Evolve, despite the words from Turtle Rock and their desire to support Back for Blood in the long term. A double edged sword is the lack of excellent co-op shooters that are available and even more so ones that feature local split screen and this could be a great opportunity for Turtle Rock to fill a niche once again. The other view is that the lack of games available on the market that are either built around co-op or even feature it could speak of the lack of interest from gamers. Halo for example made waves when it removed the split screen local co-op from Halo 5 Guardians based on how it would have sacrificed the vision 343 had for the title and this drew enough noise from the crowd that it will be reinstated into Halo Infinite when that hopefully gets released at the end of 2021 and I think this could be viewed as a beacon of hope for the interest that still burns for local co-op in the gaming landscape. There is still a large gap in the market for great co-op shooter experiences as most are just additional modes in games. There was also the slight wondering of why Valve didn't make Left 4 Dead 3, sure? There is the theory that Valve doesn't like 3s or that they aren't really in the games business anymore but they have definitely released some high profile games since 2009 when Left 4 Dead 2 came out including Portal 2 in 2011, Counter Strike Go in 2012, Dota 2 in 2013, Artifact in 2018, and Half- life Alyx in 2020. Bigger companies like Valve aren't always right but they don't take unnecessary risks without doing research or having a great reason to create. Maybe Valve understood that the market for zombies was drying up, or maybe they felt that co-op shooters don't show much return on investment. Whatever the reason may be, it is curious that Valve stopped the franchise after what seemed to be two successful releases. After the December alpha for Back for Blood, most outlets came away with positive impressions for a number of reasons. However, the most surprising reason of all could be what sets Back for Blood apart from Left 4 Dead and possibly gives it longevity and that is deck building. That's right, Back for Blood basically has a deck building aspect integrated into the game that makes you create a deck before you begin, and these cards are broken down into different categories, and you select a few cards before each of the levels. This would include health buffs, accuracy buffs, speed buffs, etc. As you progress farther into the level and reach a safe room, just like in Left 4 Dead, you are able to add additional cards to your hand. On the very flip side of that coin, the game is also drawing random cards to make your chances of survival even harder and this could just be the fresh innovative idea that this game needs for success and this would drastically increase the replay factor of the game with the same combination of cards likely never being repeated in the exact same way causing a new dynamic every time. It could also be what sinks the game if not handled properly. Microtransactions were pretty aggressive in Evolve, the last AAA game that Turtle Rock Studios released, but that could have been more from the pressure of the publisher 2K Games and their parent company Take 2, but if not implemented properly, the deck building aspect could be a very slippery slope if the cards are tied to pay to win. Despite the pessimism, I am very excited for the release of Back for Blood in June of 2021. I'm looking forward to playing it solo. I'm looking forward to playing it split screen with my significant other. And I am very excited for crossplay so I can play it with my PC friends as well, as we are always looking for new experiences that we can jump in quickly during our busy lives, though this feature has yet to be formally announced. Turtle Rock Studios does have an uphill climb ahead of them with the release of Back for Blood, between monetizing the game properly, showing people a reason to care about zombies in 2021, and providing the right amount of post-game support. Now with cautious optimism, the hope is that Turtle Rock can navigate the horde of challenges and deliver a smash hit, like they did over 13 years ago with Left 4 Dead. That's all for the video games podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, then please subscribe if you haven't already and consider leaving a positive review. Now, more than ever, please be nice to your fellow gamer and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human.